Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. With TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton, here's Chris Yao. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. As we are working to get Coach Casey Alexander on the line, we do want to mention another guest that we will be having later this week. Speaking of guests, he he won't be on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, though. He, he will, will be, not be on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. He will hotline. be in the unnamed studio, for those of you looking Unnamed for. and available. Available for to For naming be named. rights, yeah. <laughs> uh, it will not be. Who was it that said we got too many sponsors no, in the no. last hour? Yeah. No. Just too many to uh, get out without having to sound jumbled. Let's put it that way. But in this studio, we will have, live and in person, Shaq Mason. Former Columbia Central standout. Multiple Super Bowl appearances. What's he got, two rings? I think so. Two rings. Um, so we'll he can talk us, to him a little bit about the Super Bowl, among other things. He can give us things. some insight about at least one of the quarterbacks in the Super uh, oh, Bowl. Oh, without question. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he played with him. So, yeah, yeah. looking looking forward to getting Shaq on the air in the studio to talk about NFL Central, Life. whatever else he'd care to talk about. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but joining us now on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, we do have Belmont Bruins men's basketball coach Casey Alexander. Coach, welcome in. Gentlemen, thank you. I appreciate it. Gentlemen. He must Where? not know us very well. He does not. Yeah. Um, he must be thinking Charles Pulliam is on this show still. Charles said for us to tell you, hey, Casey. Well, I appreciate it. He's a good <laughs> man. Hey, um, congratulations. Um, great start here. Um, as you look through this schedule, you don't see a whole lot of red L's. <laughs> you see a whole lot of green W's. Uh, and this this last three in particular, 98-91 over Jacksonville State back on the 16th, 79-66 over um, Eastern Illinois, and 114-62 to against um, SIUE this past weekend. Casey, what do you like about your team right now? Well, uh, we're winning. I like that <laughs> for sure. Um I don't know how many it is, 12 or 13 in a row, I think. But uh, we're playing well, you know, and, and I think we're doing it on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, we've, we've scored the ball really well here lately, uh, which is a little bit of a trademark for Belmont basketball. But I think we've got some tough kids, and, and we're, you know, we're showing up and playing pretty well on both ends, as I mentioned. 16-1 and one overall, 13 straight, um, heading into Wednesday's Ohio Valley Conference matchup at at um, Austin P. That game will be televised on ESPNU eight o'clock tip. Um, one of the main reasons we wanted to get you on, Casey, not just because of the success that you guys are having, but you're doing it with at least one local product. Former Independence guard Grayson Murphy has been um, really a key to y'all's success, as, as you said, on both ends of the floor. Yeah, absolutely, yes. And he's been a key to Belmont success for three years running now. And, um, you know, I knew it when I recruited him 
at Lipscomb. I was at Lipscomb at the time uh, that that he was the kind of guy that I'd love to coach, and he's proved me right every single day. I mean, the guy um, the guy shows up and does his job. He's as tough as they come. Um, he's a complete winner um, and just a real joy to coach. I mean, if you could uh, – he's one of those guys in coaching where, you know, where you say, man, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever have another one like him. Uh, you know, he's that kind of guy. One of the top rebounding guards in the country, I mean – you just rarely see a guard go to the glass the way he does. Yeah, he carved that niche for himself. Gosh, last year, really. I mean, he was that way last year, and he picked up where he left off this year. He's, you know, I think he found that he could just, you know, because he's a point guard, so he's rarely having to box his man out. You know, the offensive point guard's typically getting back in transition. So, you know, he just flies in there and gets it um, recklessly a lot. Um, <laughs> no fear at all. And, um, you know, but it's one thing, it's one thing to have a nose for it and to go get it, but it's another thing to, um, you know, to come down with it in a crowd, uh, of what generally are uh, big post players. So credit to him and absolutely nobody else. He does it all on his own. <laughs> yeah. As a coach, do you like that or would you rather him be getting back? I mean, what's what? No, nah, well, we're on defense. He's, most of those are defensive rebounds, uh, you know, and so we're, we're on defense at the time. There's nothing for him to get back to. So yeah, it's great that he that he has realized that he can he can be that kind of asset for us on the defensive rebound. But we also let him rebound on the offensive end. I don't know what his average is, but uh, feel safe he gets more at least one a game, probably more like one and a half offensive rebounds a game uh, on offense. And so that's very atypical. Uh, but we let him do it. We just you know everybody on our team knows that. Grayson has the freedom to rebound, so if you're a two-guard for us, that means you've got to sprint back and transition. Maybe even a couple of guys have to sprint back and transition. And he only goes when it makes sense, but uh, but it's too good of a weapon for us not to utilize. And I guess you don't have to worry about the outlet pass when he's going and getting the ball and starting the break. <laughs> yeah, no, he just takes it and turns and goes. Uh, that's for sure. And, he, and that's that's probably your strength in, in, on the offensive end is uh, – is just pushing it with a full head of steam, and he's got great vision, and, and um, you know, high, he's been a high assist guy for us uh, his entire career as well, and a lot of those come in transition, seeing the floor. That is wild, Coach. He he has twenty offensive rebounds on the year, which is about one point three a game, but that's the most on your team. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. That's there. wild. Doesn't say a lot for the other guys. Doesn't say a lot for the other guys. But, uh, you know, but it is true. Uh, and we're, we're not a heavy, um, even even more surprising. I mean, we just, you know, we're a motion team that really spreads the floor on offense. So we're not in good rebounding position right. on that end of the floor. So we're just not going to get many uh, as a team. Um, yeah, but I'm, it's not surprising to me. I didn't know that, but it's not surprising to me that he leads us in that category. Well, I mean, if Last you're not, year, if, you're not miss, every category. if you're not you missing know? a lot of shots, then there aren't a lot of offensive rebounds. And y'all are That's not missing true. a yeah, lot of shots. That, that, yeah, coaches, coaches, you know, more than more than maybe individual stats like that, you know, all coaches really care about are your percentage of misses that you're getting or your, that you're giving up, you know, because that's that's the only real way to evaluate offensive rebounds. We're not going to we're not going to get a, a lot of totals in that category, you know, but what we need to get is a decent percentage of our misses uh, and hold our opponents to the same. Speaking with second year Belmont men's basketball coach Casey Alexander here on the Parks Motor uh, Motor Sales Hotline. Um, 
Casey, not a lot of coaches get to walk into a situation like you walked into. And, and this is something that I would have loved to have asked you last year, but never really had the form. But just as you look back at stepping into that program, what's, what are the thoughts? What have the thoughts been over the past two seasons now? Yeah, well, first of all, you know, some comfort in knowing exactly what I was stepping into. You know, I mean, just I was there for 20 years as a player and coach. And so, you know, it wasn't like I was entering into any sort of unknown. You know, I think the unknown was, you know, what is anybody going to be able to do with this program when Rick Bird's not the head coach? Um, that was that was fair for anybody to scratch their head and maybe question that a little bit. But um, but I really had zero reservation about that. I mean, I'm fully aware of how good of a coach he was. I've never tried to be Rick Bird in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, but I, I think that I think not having to look over my shoulder and wonder, you know, what would he have done or how did they do it before our staff got here? You know, those kinds of things just kind of helped me walk right in, be myself, coach the way that I coach. Most of which was, you know, very, very, very similar to how it was already being done and. You know, and the results have been good so far. You know, we've got a long way to go, but the results have been good so far. Stepping away from a Lipscomb program that you had just elevated to national prominence, taken to the NIT Final Four. Um, championship so, game, Mo. Don't, don't short us, man. We were in the championship game. Uh, it, they start <laughs> to run together after a while, Casey, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, thank you for correcting me on that championship game Glasses. with that yeah. loss to Texas. Um stepping away from a Lipscomb program that you had elevated to heights that it had never seen to go back to your alma mater. I mean, that's I one, I would think it had to be a win-win decision for you, but at the same time, how tough was it? Yeah, it was miserable, completely miserable. Um, you know, but, but a real blessing at the same time. I, I, I said it several times uh, during those early days. I mean, to be really, really, gut-wrenching sad about where I'm leaving because I love it uh, and that was the case with Lipscomb yet also full of anticipation and excitement um, about where I'm going because I love it uh, and that being Belmont was I mean there are not many coaches that get to um, get to experience that so it was as tough as it was it was still you know it was, I still fully recognize what a blessing it was. Coach you know looking at OVC play it's it's been over the last couple of years, uh, obviously Belmont, Murray State, my Jacksonville State Gamecocks were in there for a couple of years uh, before you got there. Thanks for uh, coming and ruining our momentum. Appreciate it. I'll say this before you go any farther. Jacksonville State is as good as anybody in our league. Now, I don't know what and the records don't indicate that, but they're clearly as good as anybody else. In the Six and three right in the now. league, and and and, yeah. and and getting better. But you know, when you think about this OVC conference with obviously Murray State and and the success they've had over the years, the state of OVC basketball is not. It's not looked upon in a. It's not the MVC, obviously, but it's a pretty good conference, and people respect it. Yeah, I think it's a really good conference, uh, and this year bears that out. It would have been, you know, really interesting to see, and we'll never know, you know, you know, what it would have looked like without COVID, because, you know, I think there's six or seven teams in the league this year that just talent, you know, wise and experience and so forth, 
you know, legitimately could have been talking about regular season championships and definitely conference championships. Uh, you know, but we've all kind of had different battles. It's kept some teams from really developing any continuity and that sort of thing. But um, it's a talented, talented league, um, you know, with a lot of good teams and a lot of good coaches. And even the, even the bottom of the league is better than it's been in recent years. So, you know, it's been, it's been pretty top-heavy with, uh, you know, with Belmont Murray and then some, you know, and then maybe two or three others that have been really good. Austin Peay, Jacksonville State, you mentioned. Uh, and then it's kind of fallen off. But I think, I think one through, you know, seven or eight are extremely good teams this year and eight through 12 are better than they've been. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Belmont men's basketball coach Casey Alexander. Casey, as you talk about the Ohio Valley Conference and Jacksonville State, what is the reaction amongst um, league coaches to the recent word that Jacksonville, Jacksonville State and EKU may be departing or are departing or have departed for the Atlantic <laughs> Sun? Yeah, and uh, very little conversation, to be honest. I mean, I think it was, you know, when that news first hit, it was a little bit of a head-scratcher uh, for, you know, what's going on. And I was just having a conversation yesterday. The, the the football piece is the piece of all that that I can't really figure out why they would be leaving the OBC to go to the A-Sun, who currently doesn't even have sponsored football, really. Uh, but, um, you know, those are those are two good programs that have been in Division One for a long time and, you know, and, you know are – very well resourced and so they'll make that league better i think and uh you know i also have confidence in beth bush our commissioner and and the powers that be in the ovc that um that will will settle in on some good replacements probably and and our league will continue to get better as well i'm really just baffled but i guess travel has something to do with it i i really don't know it's it's wild well, it doesn't have anything to do with it from eastern kentucky standpoint i mean they're right they are not in the footprint uh and and either i mean jacksonville state kind of clearly in the ovc has the has the largest travel burden uh, i mean they've got some pretty long hauls but they're not going to have very many short ones in the in well, the not when you got either it. when you're talking about fort myers and right Westburg, virginia and you know and so in uh, central arkansas Right. So right. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. And let's let's be fair that I mean none of that none of that's been locked in stone yet, but it, all indications are that the news is coming soon and was even leaked out a little bit yesterday. I was about I to say I am yeah. pretty sure Eastern Kentucky accidentally let folks know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. Oops. <laughs> It is what it is. But, Coach, man, you guys are having a fantastic year. We we have been I, – I really enjoyed watching that Murray State game. It was it a was tight ball game early, and then you guys came out in the second half. I don't know what you said to the guys at halftime, but uh, you guys look really good coming out of halftime and uh, got a big win over Murray State on, on television. So, appreciate what you are doing. Hey, we got one question that we got to ask Casey Alexander before we let him <laughs> off of here because – Former Brentwood Academy quarterback Casey Alexander, who you got in the I Super Bowl? You were going there somewhere. You, you I knew it. You were going there. Yeah. Who you who you got on um February seventh? Oh, you know, I haven't put a whole lot of thought into that one. Uh, <laughs> I will be cheering for the Chiefs. I can assure you that. But uh, and if I had to lay my good hard earned money down, that's probably where I'd go. I'm with you, but it's hard to it's hard to bet against the goat. <laughs> He's got some experience there, doesn't he? Yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. He's got some experience on both sides of it, though, so there's that. <laughs> kind of like Mo. 
it's kind of like Mo with all that experience. You know, the guy's been there and done it all for a long time. Thank you. Thank you, Coach, because now now he can lay off of me for giving him the old jokes. He's been covering sports longer than I've been alive. I covered Casey in high school. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) one of among many greats that I was able to brush up against in their formative years. (laughs) And they went on to greatness. They went on to greatness, and I stuck with you. Well, yeah, you ended up here. I don't (laughs) know how that happened. Yeah. No, Coach, man, we really appreciate it. And you guys uh, keep doing what you're doing. And next time you see JSU, um, 190 points, 189 points, that was fun. Let's do that again. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Hey, thanks, Casey. Casey Alexander on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline joining us. And we appreciate him at Belmont doing big things. And 17 and 1, 13 straight. 13 straight. That's seven. pretty big. They have won 22 straight Ohio Valley Conference games. Which is a – that's impressive. That's a bunch. Especially considering what he just said and how, how good the, the league has been over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So uh, ESPNU, Thursday night. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock you can see Austin The Bruins Peak and the Govs. Over at uh, – what do they call it? It's the um, Dunn Center. The, I think they have a nickname for it now. I don't know what oh, it's really? called. Yeah, it's something goofy. It, it's not the stash, is it? I have no idea, but that would be a good one. <laughs> I uh, like it. Uh, it's it's a really nice uh, arena up there at the at the Dunn Center. So, anyway, Thursday night. Man, they've had some great players come through there, too. Uh, Fly Williams, let's go pee. The flies, flies open. open. Let's go pee. Bubba Wells. Terry Taylor's pretty good right now. <laughs> They are really good, but they weren't good enough to beat Jacksonville State last week. (laughs) Boom!